Welcome to the Love Lead XL podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Wilson. Whether you've been an avid listener or this is your first podcast, thank you for joining me. I've always done interviews with thought leaders, industry friends, and people in my life, and I have loved, loved, loved them. But sometimes I get so inspired or fired up and I really just wanna talk one-on-one. As we continue to move into the next season of the podcast and 2022, I'd like to introduce a new format into the mix called Unchaperoned. This is gonna be me running wild, unchaperoned with my thoughts, sharing one-on-one with you. So in this episode of Unchaperoned, I wanna talk about my favorite season of the year. It's one of my absolute favorite times because it's a time to celebrate gratitude, reflection, and then dreaming about what the future could look like and setting goals to get us there. Stay with me, friends, and let's continue to love what we do, lead by example, and excel at it all. I'm Kristen Wilson, and this is Unchaperoned. So I have this app on my phone called Motivation, and it gives me all kinds of inspirational and motivational quotes all throughout the day. And one of the ones that popped up just recently was this. Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your word. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. And your values become your destiny. And that really resonated with me. And here's why. It might just be the season. It might just be, you know, the time of the year. But as we start to wrap up the year, I always start thinking about the future and like, what goals do I want to achieve? What plans do I have for next year? What does the future look like? What vacations do I want to take? And to be very honest with you, this is truly my favorite time of year. And if if I can be a little honest right now, I haven't gone through this kind of process in probably about two years. Um, 2020, the end of it was really rough for me and I didn't go through the reflection process and the planning process. And so I'm kind of excited about jumping into this ritual again, especially since we just chatted with Andrea Epolito last week about the success paradigm. So I wanna give you a little bit of guidance and kind of like a roadmap on how you can get yourself started and jumping into that process and kind of year end review and like goal setting and things like that. So if you were able to download the PDF that Andrea graciously gave us, some of the questions to kind of get your brains turning are, what are the main priorities that you have in your life right now? When and where do you feel your best? What responsibilities do you have to your family and friends on a daily basis? Uh, How much time do you want to spend managing your clients? What are your financial goals? What do you want to accomplish in your life outside of business? When it comes to the personal success paradigm, she talks about breaking it down into certain segments of life. So, So for example, you've got life. What do you want your life to look like? How do you want to feel throughout your day? What are your real priorities? When it comes to work, What kind of work do you need to do to support the life that you want to live? And then you can look at taking a step further and creating the goals and and kind of the world that you wish that existed around you. And so I think if you look at success, when you start defining it, I think it really is setting those habits and forming those values and, um, you know, all the things that you want to be doing on a daily basis. So 
So once we get to the point where we've asked ourselves those questions, I think it's really important to reflect on the last year or the last three years, because there's this quote by Tom Hopkins, and he says, look at your past. Your past has determined where you are in this moment in time. What you do today will determine where you are tomorrow. Are you moving forward or are you standing still? And so this quote gives us some insight into what may hold in the future for us. Uh, One of the things that I do when I start to goal set and kind of plan life is I look at the seven areas of my life. So get out a pen and paper or note that we're, you know, almost three, four minutes into chatting with each other today so that you can come back and, and take note of this. But here are the seven areas that I want you to focus on thinking about where where do I want to, quote unquote, grow from here. So first and foremost, it's mental learning and personal development. So basically, that's working on yourself. What are you learning this year? What books do you want to read? What conferences do you want to attend? What conversations do you want to have? Um, you know, where where do you want to see yourself growing? The the second area of life is career and business. So what goals do you really want to set out to achieve next year in your career and business? One of the things that Andrea had talked about when it comes to the success paradigm is thinking about money. How much do you want to charge? How much do you have to make? Maybe that's one of your goals in career and business. Another question she asks is, awards. What list do you want to make? How do you achieve this award? Um, What reviews do you want online? Let's talk about associations. Who do you want to be associated with? Are you booked with the people that you want to be associated with? And social proof. Are you a part of the crowd that you want to see and be seen with? You know, one of my favorite things about being on the board of NACE is the women that I get to spend my time with. Obviously, we're a part of a great organization and we get to plan these events every single month and help our community. But I really, really love that these are the women that I get to spend my time with and even in my mastermind groups as well. Okay, so the third area of life and goal setting is financial. So this can be something as easy as maybe you want to take Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University or maybe you have a goal to pay off X credit card or pay off a school loan. Uh, One year, I actually had the goal of finishing my back patio because like it had been three years and like it needed to get done. So anything from a financial or money standpoint, uh, saving, investing, maybe you want to learn about trading stocks or something. Like I I dabbled in that once, but don't sign me up for that again. (laughs) The fourth area of life I think is really important and that is family. Now, that can also include marriage, relationships, um, things of those sort. I think at the end of the day, no matter how much money someone makes, how many accolades they have, you know, what statures, what do they have on their resume, what awards they have, none of that's going to matter when you're 80 years old and you don't have a career anymore because you can't work. What really is going to matter is what is surrounding you. And for me, when I'm, you know, sitting on, the front porch and maybe I'm sipping whiskey, who knows? And there's grandchildren running around in the front yard. So I think it's really important to look at how are you going to nurture and invest in the relationships and your family and your marriage that you have right now. So that continues to grow. So, you know, maybe that's, I want to plan four date nights a month, or maybe that's that, you know, we work out together two times a month. Or, you know, one of the goals I had one time is doing a yoga class with my best friend once a month or 
finding a friend once a quarter that I find something new and adventurous to do. So again, I think it's really important to make sure that in that particular area of your life with friends and relationships and marriage and family that you're putting in the time and you're actually setting the goals. Because again, these goals, uh, they turn into habits, habits turn into your values, your value turns into your destiny. So what are you spending your time on? What are you spending the most of your time on right now? And that's what's going to tell you what your future is. Okay, so the next area of life is going to be social. Now, obviously, you know, some of that might be tied into family a little bit because you want to be social with them. But this area of life just has to do with friends. And so many of you that I talk to, your goal is relationships, literally. And I don't know if that's just who I surround myself with, but like everyone I talk to is all about the relationships. So I think it's important to make sure that you're setting goals to make sure that you're spending time with the people that you care about. I think for me, this is definitely an area that is one that can easily be neglected. So I have to make sure to remind myself, okay, how can I get better or how can I bless my friends this year? Um, One of the things that I had wrote down a couple years ago is to make sure that I sent happy birthday cards to all my friends. Guys, I did not accomplish that. So to all of my friends who are listening, I am so, so sorry. But one of the things that I have done moving forward is instead of just sending my friend a happy birthday text message or, you know, commenting on their Facebook page, is I sing happy birthday to them no matter how ratchet I look on my phone. So if I actually know when your birthday is, and I remember, because half the time, I don't even know the day of the week without Casey. Um, I will most likely send you some sort of Kristen singing happy birthday to you in a text message via video. Um, so I'd love to hear from you kind of what you're doing to kind of nurture those relationships. The sixth area in life is let's get physical, physical. So like physical, but like health. Okay, so like everyone knows and it's no denying that I probably was on my bike for over a thousand hours this year. So what are the things that you're doing physically to make sure that you're taking care of yourself? I always say that if you don't take care of yourself, you cannot take care of others. So that means you can't donate your time. You can't donate, you know, your services. You can't mentor someone. You can't be the best version of yourself for your clients. You have got to pour into yourself. You know, we talked with Sean Patrick about pouring from an empty cup, and that is so true. So I really want to encourage you that when you are writing down your goals for next year, that you are intentionally writing down the habits that you're going to do in this area of life to make sure that you're a better person. Listen, I am looking at my goals from 2019, and I literally have on here that I'm going to floss six times a week. Okay, I totally failed at that, but I did buy one of those water flossers to help motivate me and it's sitting on my counter. So maybe I'll fill that with water and try again. Um, But just some of the other things that you can do to work on yourself is like, you know, can you do a weigh-in day once a week? Can you uh, get a new app for your Apple Watch? For me, I bought an upgraded Fitbit so I can measure my sleep score and my readiness score because I'm a girl who's all about the numbers. So like numbers challenge me. And if I see that I haven't worked out in like two days and my Fitbit is like, bruh, you haven't worked out in two days. What are you doing with your life? Um, And simple things like, do you want a meal prep? Like there's so many things that we can talk about 
of how to set yourself up for making sure that you're taking care of yourself physically and mentally. And finally, the seventh area of life is spiritual. So take a walk with me. There was once a class that I took in Sandler sales training, and it talked about the success triangle. And the success triangle had three divisions off of success, and it was technique, behavior, and attitude. And obviously, you know, behavior and technique have to do with yourself and then business. But I want to kind of zoom in on attitude for a minute, because if you picture a success triangle, picture a triangle, the word success is in the middle. At the very top, there's another triangle and it says attitude. And and at the top of attitude, at the pinnacle of that, there's the word you. And then there's another triangle. And you as a whole person have to make sure that you're taking care of your mind, your body, and your spirit. Now, there's a couple different ways you could do that. Obviously, we talked about physical and that can help with, you know, your body. It could also help with your mind. But spiritual is like working on yourself. So I had to Google this for you um, because I wanted to make sure that I gave you really good examples. Like for me, spiritual is sometimes riding my bike and just feeling the wind blow through my hair. Um, One of my good friends gave me a Bible to read and Misty, don't kill me because I have yet to read it. But I've never read the Bible and I thought that that'd be a great thing for me to do. So I wrote that down as a goal. Some other kind of examples of uh, taking care of your spiritual self is can you pick up a journal and start journaling? Maybe write down your thoughts and your reflections throughout the day. What about giving back? That was a huge goal of mine and has been for so long. And I kept putting it on the back burner because I'm like, "Uh, I don't really know what charity I want to be involved with. How do I do that? Like, I barely even have time for my own self. So how am I going to have time, you know, to give back or help for others? But giving back can be done in so many different ways. If you don't have time to spearhead that, maybe the person you're working for has a charity of choice, or maybe the association that you're a part of is donating. So you give back toys. Um, Maybe you even look and you say, okay, at Thanksgiving, I'm going to go back to, you know, a food shelter and I'm going to serve food. So there are many different ways that you can set goals for spiritual. The other little nugget I want to give you when it comes to setting goals in the spiritual kind of seventh area of life is something my Aunt Lisa always tells me is, you know, practice gratitude. And that sometimes is really difficult when the world is on your shoulders and you're like, OMG, like I am not grateful right now. I'm actually like pissed. Um, So, you know, for me, that doesn't come in writing something in my journal. Um, I, I, I practice it every morning and maybe this can be a goal of yours. Like I have like a little shadow box kind of thing that says, every day wake up with a grateful heart. And so I, I think you heard me talk about this before. I ordered these little white hearts these little wooden white hearts on Amazon. And so every morning I take a Sharpie and I just write one thing I'm grateful for. That literally can be as simple as I get to eat veggies today or like, you know, I get to do X today or, you know, I'm grateful for my dog. It literally can be anything. This is going to sound so wild, but for people who practice gratitude and are thankful for their experience, they have more positive emotions. And in a world where things sometimes can be so negative, I think it's so incredibly important to find every bit of positivity that you can. Um, You feel more alive. You sleep better. 
you are more compassionate, you are more kind, you find the good in sometimes what is the muddiness of life. Um, it, and, and to be very honest, when you practice gratitude and all of those positive things come out, it does affect your health. I, it is wild to me that I watch my aunt Lisa with multiple immune disorders, um, even be able to wake up every single day and be like, I'm thankful for X. And I have watched her, uh, maintain some level of health just through gratitude. And I also think that it is a huge stress reliever when you can look at the world and be grateful for absolutely anything and even the simplest of things. Okay, boom. So we're building our success paradigm. We have written down the goals and the habits that we want to accomplish in our seven areas of life. And I want to encourage you guys to not write down too many of them. One to maybe three per category, that's it. Otherwise, it could become very overwhelming. Then what I want you to do is I want you to take a step back or you can even do this before you start writing down your goals in every area of life. I want you to start dreaming. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to come up with in your mind what the world looks like to you. And I want you to work on a vision board. So these, this might be a vacation you wanna take, something you wanna experience. Um, Maybe it's something new you wanna learn. Like, do you wanna learn how to two-step or do a salsa or a foxtrot? Is there a car that you want to get? Or is there a certain designer shoe or bag that you've never gotten before? And really dream. This can be um, a one-year thing. This can be a three-year thing. This can be a five-year thing. Vision board, vision board, vision board. I absolutely love this. Every single year, I sit down with my girls, um, my kids, and my team, and we have done a dream board. We just dream big. Because if you don't write down your dreams and you don't put them to paper, you can't make an action plan to get to them. And I also think that it's highly motivational. So this can be on a whiteboard with like, you know, glue and you cut out things out of a magazine and you cut out quotes and anything that your heart dreams or desires, put it visually and put it in front of you. For me, I designed something cute in Canva so I can print it out because I want one in both my offices. I want it in my kitchen. Like I'm gonna get my dreams. So I need to see that every day as a reminder that that's what I wanna attain. One of the things that I put on my vision board is some sort of like goal for health. Um, You know, another thing that I have on there is, um, this is my favorite thing. I just want the simplicity of, let's say sitting on a fire on a beach and just being with the one that I love. Like, or um, one of the things that I'm gonna Google and I need, to, I need to find a photo of is more friends dinners. I wanna have intimate dinners with my friends next year to spend time with them, have great conversations, ask them how they're doing, but like, no, no, how are you really doing? I love spending time with my friends. So great music, great lighting, candlelights all over the table, something that's highly Instagrammable because- Y'all already know, but like that definitely is going on my vision board and I can't wait to sit down and create that. And then up next are some of my favorite things that I do is I reflect on the year. I look at the year ahead of me and I say to myself, what do I want that to feel like in a song and in a word? What is my song of the year? What is my word of the year? When it doesn't matter what happens in life, 
if I can go to this song and it pump me up to get me refocused or, you know, my word of the year is always something motivational. It's funny because I went and I pulled up my 2021 vision board and aspirations board of my seven areas of life. My word of the year was sore. And that is so wild to me that at the end of 2020 or yeah, the end of 2020, I wrote down the word sore because even through all the things that have happened in 2021 and then leading up to going to the DJ collective and the theme was the Phoenix where you're rising out of the fire. We rise, we soar. Like everything this year has been such kismet. Like it was meant to be. Um, And so who knows? I have no idea what my word of the year is going to be for 2022. But I, again, I'm excited to kind of dig in and see where the next 365 days, I mean, even more than that, the next year, the next three, the next five years, we can only grow from here. But first we have to dream. So I really want you to dig in and look and ask the questions of your success paradigm and write down your goals in the seven areas of life. I want you to dream about what you see your life being like in the next one to five years from now. Who do you want to spend your time with? Dream big and dream deep. What I also want to leave you with is once you make those dreams, you've got to make a plan to achieve those. You've got to write down your habits. What are the things you're going to do on a daily, a weekly, a monthly, a quarterly basis to help you get to that dream? Because at the end of the day, a goal without a plan is just a dream. So I want you to flip the script on that and I want you to dream and then I want you to plan and I want you to set the goals to get you to those dreams. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the Love Lead XL podcast. For more inspiration, hit subscribe wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts and follow me, Kristen, on Instagram at meetkristen. Until next time, I empower you to continue to love what you do, lead by example and excel at it all.